Hey, it's time for Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. And I'm Dr. Lisa. I give a shit. You know what? This is so disgusting, but I just have to put this out there because I had this thought today. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but you know, I'm a. So, you know, when I had this thought, I had this thought that, you know, turds are kind of like casts of your colon. Did you ever think about that? Like when it comes out, it's kind of mimicking what it probably looks like inside you. Okay. Are you still there? I'm really, really sorry. I don't know why I felt compelled to say that disgusting thing. Anyway, I'm uh, Dr. Lisa. Thank you for listening. Um, We're here at Radio Free Brooklyn. I'm here every Thursday, two to three. Radio Free Brooklyn is, is the greatest radio station in the world. Okay. So RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. Uh, check it, check us out. We have so much great, 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 great programming. Anyway, I am very, very, uh, excited today. So I have this lovely person, uh, Jude McKell, McQuelly. I said it right. And I want to tell you, tell you about Jude and, and what she's doing here and all that. So I'm going to tell you this right now. Okay. So here's the deal. I was turned on to Jude by our music, one of our music directors, Matt, and uh, Jude is the the drummer for this Seattle quintet, quintet Moon Palace, and uh, Moon Palace is here from Seattle today because they are making a video for their brand new album, which is coming out August 23rd. And the name of that album is called Shadowcast, and it's going to be everywhere. So this is a Seattle band that Jude is in. It's a very successful band, uh, particularly out there. I mean, they're really, you might not know, you might not know, but if you were out there, you sure fucking would. And it just seems like a really great group of women that play together and the music is the music is really fabulous it's i i particularly you know i mean i'm not just saying it's like the music's kind of like my taste uh it's psychedelia with a sobering from the point of view of a sobering awe of nature i'm a big nature fan and it's the sound of sun splattered desert vistas of a full moon's hypnotic glow of frosty breaths on a crisp night. And I think that describes it really well. Uh, anyway, so I'm only going to have time to play three songs because Jude has bravely and generously agreed to do a real, real live in the moment psychotherapy session with me today, Dr. Lisa, the self-proclaimed psychotherapist. And Jude is in, just started therapy a little while ago again, and so she has some practice, and I know nothing about her, but uh, she has a great vibe, and mostly she's been doing psychotherapy, listening to me before we started here. So Jude, Jude McQuelly, hello. Hello. So Jude, talking to the mic. You're hello, a, hello. Like, uh, we Is that to, right? Do we have to move the mic? You're, you're like, you're, this is your, this is your area. Hello. Equipment. Beautiful. Check one, two. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. So, dude, tell us just a little bit about, um, your music 
or the band. You're rolling it. And then we're going to only have time to play, I think, three songs. But what we're going to do is, after Jude's done with that, we're going to play one of the songs that she's going to introduce. Then we're going to get right into it. So go, go, go. All right. Yeah. So I'm the drummer. I usually don't talk into a microphone. That's why. Oh, <laughs> right, right, right. Do you sing? No. Oh, you don't use mics. Nope. You're not. Oh, see, now we know. Okay. Yeah. So we're called Moon Palace. And we've been together for about three years. And this is our second record. So excited to be here. Uh, filming the music video for our single, Bold, today. And uh, so what, tell us a little bit about the vibe of the band. Is it, it's two, ch- it's two, two twins or what's the deal twins. with the band? Yeah, Kat and Carrie are twin sisters. And um, they've been playing music. Separately and now together, um, Darcy plays cello and synth on the mm-hmm. record. And we've all just been kind of in the same community for years. Mm-hmm. And Darcy and I played in a different band together, Tenderfoot. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, we just found each other a few years ago. So do the, the twins fight at all? Like, what's that like? What's their relationship like? Can you talk about it? Yeah, they they don't fight, at least not in front of me or at band practice. Does it seem weird that they're twins? Or do you just forget about it? I forget about it. I mean... They live together? No. Are they identical? I think so. <laughs> they have differences, but they're pretty similar. Yeah, do you think like when they were little kids, they were like exactly the same? Some of the pictures, they look really similar. They have really funny good pictures from the 80s where their parents like dressed them up in oh identical clothes yeah oh wow a lot of creepy twin pictures love that love that love (laughs) that so what song are we going to hear first this is a title track of the album shadow cast one of my favorite songs to play live Uh uh-huh a lot of good energy sometimes i feel like there's like fireballs shooting off of. is there a lot of sweating involved with drumming Yes. It's really physical, right? Totally. Do you work out too or you just is that a workout? That's my my workout for the most part. I do a lot of walking uh-huh. um and sometimes running. That's your upper body thing. Okay, so let's hear it. Thanks. And here we go. We're working on the tech.
Yeah, I oh that was great. Oh my god, that is so so good. You guys, you, you. I wish you guys could see Jude. She's she she's connecting with the with the music. It's so she's just smiling. She's just smiling that smile of like I really liked that. Oh, and it's really you. it's really great to see. It's really it's 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 a really great smile. That's what I'm saying. Thank you. It's great to see what art can do for all of us. You know, it it really is. So anyway, I was inspired by that, which is so fabulous because so anyway, like I said, folks, uh, listeners, you know, I used to say that you lived in basements, but now I've decided that you're all living in luxury apartments. Okay, so as you look out your terrace at the ocean and listen to this, um, I just want you to know that uh Jude and I, like I said, we just met literally a half an hour ago. And I also want to tell you that Jude uh, it just came, was on an overnight flight from Seattle. This morning, she she landed here 6 a.m. And after this, she's going to start shooting the video. So we are, we, are, we are dealing with a very, very, I'm hoping it doesn't, I'm hope, what I'm hoping is that she, she won't be able to have a lot of defenses to use because she's in that post-flight state. But anyway, so I'm very excited. So uh, anyway, all right. So you've been in therapy, Jude. And yes. um, so what's what's going on in your life? Like what what have you? What kind of stuff can we talk about? Sure, yeah. Um, well, I started going because I wanted to navigate some, well, I have anxiety, mm-hmm. just um, general, you know, kind mm-hmm. of like, uh, I've experienced panic attacks before. Oh, okay. And so I just kind of wanted to get a handle on that. Mm-hmm. And have you ever been hospitalized for a panic attack or yes. gone to the doctor? Yes. You have been? Have you been like an emergency room hospital thing? Yes. Um, like I brought, I, I went there myself because I was having shortness of breath and really thought I was going to die. Uh-huh. Did you think it was a panic attack or were you just worried or did you recognize it as a panic attack? I did because I knew I had them before, but it seemed much worse. Okay. How long ago was that? About six or seven years ago. Okay. So yeah, that's, but that's a real thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hasn't happened again since then. Well, that's great. That's good. But yeah, (laughs) no, yeah, that's the real deal. I mean, that's never happened to me. I it was know. really, you know, kind of embarrassing when you get there and the nurses is, is, you know, you have to wait a long time. So by the time you get in, your panic attack's over. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. But you know what? Being in the hospital is probably a half the battle. But it's good yeah. that you know how to man- you manage yourself sensibly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, you're anxious or you have anxiety issues. Correct. Yes. Um, so you started going again? Yeah. Yeah. Were you feeling particularly anxious? Um, yeah, uh, just in general, just day to day, sometimes I'll feel a wave of it. Like I recently went to, um, on a trip to Utah mm-hmm. and we did some hiking in the slot canyons mm-hmm. and that's where I did experience some anxiety last week, um, mm-hmm. and was able to use some of the techniques I learned in therapy, breathing, mm-hmm. uh, focusing on my friends were really great. They were leading me through these really tight Mm-hmm. spaces and mm-hmm. when my friends went ahead of me and would be like all right it's gonna open up down here you know uh, so i could focus on that must have really helped yeah D- do you think that was a claustrophobia thing exactly do you have claustrophobia you know it really enlightened me on this trip 
Um, I do. And it kind of reminded me like when I'm on the train back in Seattle or the light rail, mm-hmm. um, whenever it's rush hour, uh, there's like a horde of people who go mm-hmm. up the steps and I always wait till the whole group goes and then I just go by myself. And so I never really thought about that mm-hmm. until this last trip. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking, yeah, that's probably because I do have claustrophobia. Is the claustrophobia you have, is that, um, I mean, is the therapy that you're in, is that like uh, cognitive behavioral therapy or more psychoanalytic, do you know, or do you have a sense of it? What do you talk about? Um, do you talk about like issues and stuff like that? Yeah, like everyday issues that come up each week in my life, mm-hmm. or I'll remember if I felt a certain way and kind of write it down. And mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So which kind of issues are you working with? Are you, what are we going to, what issues are you talking about now? <laughs> Uh, family, well, grief, grief is my big grief, one. Grief. Um, I lost my brother a few years ago. Oh my God. And yeah. you're, you're so young. Are you 30 yet? I'm 37. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Cause she's a drummer and she lives in Seattle. I don't know. 37. Wow. Yeah. I thought you were like maybe 29. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, so you lost your brother about seven years ago. Uh, well, what did you say? I'm sorry. That's okay. It was 2014. 2014, five years ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. And and was that um, uh, sudden or? Yeah. So he uh, overdosed, um, opioid overdose. Oh. So, and I never went to therapy like right after it. Hmm. And so I realized I'm probably holding a lot of stuff in, or you know, I need to talk about this. And yeah. how does it affect me in my life? Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of one of the bigger issues. I. Wow. Yeah. Well, wow. so um that's that that is that is really huge. What was your family were you what what kind of situation were you got was your family in at the time? Like did they know were they worried about him? Did they know like were you all dealing with it or what was the environment in your family? Were you living at home? What was that like when it when it happened? Yeah, it was over a course of a lot of years. Mm-hmm. Uh we all knew and we're support trying to support him and help him and you know, you're an effective, affected family member. So you're going through all the, mm, it's, it's almost like grief already, you know, um, mm. while, while you watch someone kind of suffer. And mm-hmm. so I wasn't living at home, but I was across the country and I, where so were I, they? Maryland. Oh, and is your brother older? Was he older or younger? Younger. Younger. Uh, five years younger. Uh-huh. So he was 27. So he... The 27 Club. Yeah, right. I know. Uh, oh. So he was living with your parents and you were out in Seattle. Yeah. So that must have been particularly... So you were in, you had an experience that was sep- sort of very connected, I'm, I'm certain, but also very separate, right? Exactly. Yeah, we would be connecting on the phone and through text. And um, I flew him out here one time, which was really great. Out to, out to Seattle. You're um, in where Seattle. am I? You're in you're in you're in New York. you're in Brooklyn now in Bushwick. <laughs> but he, you you flew him out to Seattle. Yeah. So to stay with you. Yeah. And how during was, a rough time? How was that? It was awesome. Yeah. Was he good? He was great. Yeah. yeah. He, he was, was he super, using? I don't think so. I think he was like kind of maybe coming down. Like he was kind of just enjoying the peacefulness of being somewhere new. And Seattle's mm-hmm. so pretty and. Mm. and it's a mm. nice place to feel comfort oh so that must have been wonderful yeah yeah and um how was how how did it affect your parents 
Oh, devastating. Yeah. I mean, we're all still devastated. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah. No, it, it never, but I mean, what, what I can't even, I mean, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I can't even imagine. This is what I'm going to say. I can't not. I cannot imagine what that would be like to have that in real. your family. It just feels like you're in a movie, and you know the denial stage is very strong. What you mean for the family or for? Yeah. Oh, do you do? Were there were there incidences that you can look back on and see he must have not been doing so well? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The whole time. Yeah. But you didn't, you guys didn't really find out that he had a problem until it was further along or something. Um, I think, yeah, there were stages of, of understanding what drugs were being used. Um, mm-hmm. As a young boy, he was uh, very active, you know, ADHD mm-hmm. was labeled mm-hmm. pretty young. Mm-hmm. And so I think there was like medication. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like a medication spiral. I mean, it's the story of our country mm. right now, you know, Ritalin to Xanax oh. to opioids. Oh, did he to, have Ritalin as a child? Yeah, I think Can, so. I was young too, but yeah. I, I don't really remember, but I think so. Yeah. Well, do you have feelings about that? Um. I don't really know. Just it's hard kind of, to know. But it's hard yeah. to know what it was like for your parents. But so when you were growing up, um, so he's five years younger than you. When you were growing up, did did he seem like an okay kid? I mean, did everything was it like everything was fine and yeah? Did I mean, he do okay in he, school. He was super energetic, um, mm-hmm. like one of the most energetic persons I've ever known. <laughs> kind of like if he walked from like one side of the room to the other, there'd be like four or five spins in between, you know, like a, a, he was a skater, ice skater, rollerblader, wow. extreme just, sports. Wow. Really? Yeah. So he just had so much physical energy. Yeah. I don't think he did very well in school because of that. And I think teachers and schools are more aware these days of like students need movement mm-hmm. and there's different learning styles mm-hmm. and it, you know, Mm-hmm. adapting for mm-hmm. you know it's, it's funny it just occurred to me that you you know your job we i i made um since i don't know enough about children young children i made jude listeners in your palaces i made jude tell me all about what it's she's a kindergartner teacher and yeah. we were talking about that and i'm wondering now if that was part of what interested in you into being a kindergartner is growing up with him i don't know maybe because i did place school as a child i was always playing school as a teacher mm-hmm. and so he would be my student because he was there right <laughs> yeah yeah and so as a way of relating to him yeah that you both found satisfying right yeah yeah it would be fun um so anyway that is you know i mean i there's no words to say what a tragedy that is it's, you know i mean a major major tragedy and i'm really sorry and you know i mean it's horrible i can't imagine um yeah i'm interested to know like what what's going on in your life now though how how do you think it's affecting you i mean you can't get away from that right so right. You're, it's a coping managing more than a you know s- there's no solving there i know and that's kind of the, the piece to wrestle with is now how do you live and you know, find peace and um, 
use this experience to help others or, you know, it, it has helped me be a lot more compassionate, mm-hmm. um, in my own work. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when I, as a teacher and I'm seeing all these young kids that remind me of him and, and, you know, I'm able to give, give more and go that extra mile to reach out and connect mm-hmm. with families. So that's probably yeah. really healing too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And what is your relationship like with your parents now? I think that would be really important. Yeah, we're still we're still across the country, so it's I think there's still a bit of a disconnect mm-hmm. there, but we do share that, you know, we share that grief. Mm-hmm. So do you worry about your parents or how are they coping? Yeah, I always worry about them. Um, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Do they worry about you too? I'm sure. We're all worriers. That's why I have anxiety. Oh. But you always yeah. <laughs> so um but what what's your relationship with them like now? Are they are you is there mutual support? Is it equal or what what what? Yeah, I think there's mutual support. Um mm-hmm. we you know. I don't really know. Mm. Yeah. Do you feel like you wish you got to see them more or yeah, we um we visit as much as we can. Yeah, you know, my mom came out last summer, uh-huh. and um, I think I'm gonna we're gonna be going there in November. Uh huh. Um, you and your me, my partner. partner. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's um I'm going to a wedding in Baltimore. Oh, nice. So we'll be staying with my parents and yeah. So do you find that enjoyable to see them? Is that comforting or is it difficult or both? Yeah, you know, it's a complex relationship. So, um, I think I find it. It is comforting to go back home and feel like who mm-hmm. you are, you mm-hmm. know, grounded. Yeah, little grounding. Yeah, being in Seattle is quite different than you know mm-hmm. the East Coast upbringing mm-hmm. I had. So mm-hmm. whenever I go home, I'm like, okay, this is this is my mm-hmm. um, roots, my roots. What do you think? Um, so this is really like something that's really hard. You need to. I mean, you're trying to integrate great this you know, tragedy into your life. And that that just sounds really, really difficult. Um, do you, do you, what, wh- how does it, how do you think it affects you? Like, how do you think, like, what, what kind, I mean, you have to accept it, but right. what, what's difficult? What, what specific, I mean, it's all difficult. So sure. what specifically stands out or? Um, I Now I have like triggers. Mm-hmm. So, um, certain like shows I can't watch like um, that involve drug use. Mm. If, if there's um, scenes in the movie or the show where they're, you know, shooting up, I just, I can't watch it mm-hmm. or I'm just not interested or I don't find it. I find it to be too glorifying and it just yeah. brings me right back to the yeah. memory. Right. And then um, walking down the street, um, in, on Broadway in Capitol Hill, where I live, is, mm-hmm. is a lot of people struggling mm-hmm. with um, addiction, mm-hmm. and so so when I'm walking down the street, I get triggered. And when s- you say triggers, it's sad, anxiety, sad, and yeah, it's like a punch in the gut. I'm like, sometimes I see kids that just really look exactly like him, you know? Yeah, and I just I'm like, that was him, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so it's just yeah. like, okay, but then I have to remember I'm. Just going to buy some cat food now, you know, I got to go do my thing. And what do you right. do with all these emotions you feel when you're 
when you're doing your day to day routine. Right. right. And it's sort of and it's totally natural that they come out. Yeah. Right. But you don't want it to be debilitating in any way, right? Exactly. So it's like the mindfulness. You have to mm-hmm. bring mindfulness in, like, oh, I'm having this thought. And now I'm gonna, you know, Let continue it. walking. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. How has your you know, life in terms of dealing with the tragedy changed. How's it? How's it manifested since the incident and like over the last five years or whatever since it's happened? Um, how has my life like, changed? Yeah. Or? Well, not. I mean, how's your life changed? But more like, how are you processing it? Was it really devastating in the beginning, and then it went away, or like, what's the journey you've been yeah, on? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, thing that was so shocking in the beginning was that I would think I would have this thought every day, you know, and it felt like in it, now I have a new obsessive thought, right? Like, oh, I woke up in the morning and I'm sad my brother's gone. And now I have to think this every day. And that was kind of stressful to me. You mean in the beginning? Yeah. Uh-huh. And you don't have that anymore? I do. You I still d- have that. But it, but it's not, it doesn't feel so oppressive. It's like, mm. it'll come maybe at, you know, 6 p.m. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. that took a whole day to come today. Right. Um, and also it has different feelings with it. Like now there's more love and there's more like appreciation and and pleasant thoughts. Like I can uh-huh. think of him um, and all the good things I feel about him instead of the sad part. Mm-hmm. That must be, um, that must be much better. Oh, yeah. much that must have been very god i can't i don't know what i don't know i can't i can't imagine what it's like um so it that's just do you feel like over time it's just you've you've been managed to integrate it more or or i think so i think it's a work in progress mm-hmm. is there anything that you feel like you can't do or is it is it holding you back in your life in any way do you think i don't think so Mm-hmm. No, I think it's helping me be stronger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would guess. Yeah. 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 Like, well, uh, you know, that happened. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of other terrible things might still happen. <laughs> but, you know, that's that's pretty bad. So right, other things don't seem as bad, you know. Right, right. Yeah. It's given you perspective. Mm-hmm. I think it's time to play another song. What Let's do you do think? It. Oh, yeah. And before I play it, I, I want to give a shout out. Because I know my bandmate Carrie is listening. Oh, great. Hey, Carrie. And she texted and said they are identical twins. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to say don't text while the song's playing because it'll cut it out. Oh, yeah. Don't play to Carrie. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, though, Carrie. <laughs> okay. This song is called Who You Are. And it's written by Carrie. Oh, terrific. Shall I? Yes. Okay. Please.
Woo! I love this music. I got to tell you, I I'm really glad to be introduced to this music. I really, really, really love it. Thank you. And I'm so really much. excited about your new album. I'm going to help you promote it too. So let me know. Great. We will. We will. We'll play. You know, we'll play something on the air on my show when I come back. I'm going away in August. In a couple of weeks, I'll be away. I'll be in South Africa. Wow. When it when your when your album comes out, but I'll awesome. be back on September first. So. I, you know, I was thinking how um, impressive you are in the way, particularly, well, your music, a lot of things. But what I'm saying is that it seems like you really have a handle on the, how to handle a handle on how to handle this tra- the tragedy. What do you think? Been working on it. I mean, yeah, it, it does feel like going to therapy has really helped. Really? Yeah. How how so? Just the ability to process. Mm-hmm. Were you, know? you not talking about it beforehand? Right. Yeah. I mean, I think I was talking about it, but making the space to intentionally talk about it with a counselor who is trained and helps you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because when you talk to a friend, there's that feeling of like, oh, I hope I'm not depressing you. And like, maybe right. you just wanted to have coffee and now I'm bringing you down and, you know, kind of thing. Um, so it's it's like so much. It's. Oh, yeah. So, so you had no, you, were you having hard time finding an outlet for that? Um, not I mean. Because you have close friends and you've got a partner. But But you don't want to overwhelm, you know. Well, it's also nice to have a place to go where you can put it, you can take it out there and look at it and then put it back and put it away for a while, right? It's true. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it, I love my therapist. You know, it feels great to it's just so great. go, you know, someone who, you know, remembers like, oh, you'll be talking about something else. And then they're like, you know, this reminds me of, and you're thinking, oh, yeah. Oh, something maybe, about you. Maybe there's were, a pattern here, you know. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. They remember, they remember things. But, you know, it's interesting because you seem to me just, you know, in the, well, maybe I've known you an hour now or, um, is that you seem like really, really well adjusted um, and that like you were dealt a tragedy, but were you really like, what were you like before the tragedy? Were you this seeming like one of the things that stuck out while we were talking earlier was when you said that um, it's, it, it doesn't get, in your, it isn't getting in your way of living your life, which is really, really commendable, impressive, all that stuff, I think. Um, But I wonder if, so you seem really well-adjusted. Were you always this well-adjusted or what were you like before? That's a good question. Um, I I mean, I think I've gone through ups and downs for sure, like anyone. Um, I do think there's like a certain calling for you to be even more well-adjusted after a tragedy. Cause mm-hmm. if you, if you don't, then you could go down, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I've, you know, yeah, I've, I feel lucky in that way where mm-hmm. I've, you know, I have struggled with anxiety, but um, yeah, other than that. Mm-hmm. What I were think, you like as a kid? What were you like growing up? Um, well, I think I was, I was quiet and shy. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, everyone said I was moody. I guess I'm still moody. I'm definitely mm-hmm. still moody. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I was kind of a quiet child. 
Mm-hmm. But did you get like good grades? Did you oh. have friends, stuff like that? Yeah. I loved school. Oh. I got good grades. I had oh, always man. had a friend group, you know. Oh, Jesus. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The queen of well-adjusted. I, I wish, where's your band member? She should call in. Let's get her a call in. I want to ask Can they do you. that? Yeah. Uh, Carrie. Carrie, if you go to the RadioFreeBrooklyn.org website and look contact, you can call in live on the air. And I can do bug it. you about what she's, what Judah's really like if she's really so fucking well adjusted. <laughs> You're always, people who are, who like have a, their handle on things are always such naturally better off. Now, I think, um, you know, in my un, my uh, hobbyist opinion, I think that claustrophobia is a physical anxiety. Do you? Does that yes. make sense to you? It's yes. like a flight or it's like um, her, you know, from leftover from when we were cave people. Oh, you know what I mean? Or maybe something from like in the womb. Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe that's good. I don't know. In a That's small good. space. I'm glad I'm not near my, I'm glad I'm not, I got out of there quick, <laughs> quick enough. No, um, I think that like, um, if you're going to survive, you know, I think as a cave person, you know, claustrophobia could be frightening or, I mean, it just seems naturally frightening. Like if you do it to an animal, the animals, animals can't handle it. Yeah. So it's, it's a biological drive, I think. So, um, do, have you ever taken medication for that? That seems something, have you ever, maybe medication's not such a great idea for you right now. But. I mean, do they have medication for that? Well, I think that, um, you know, Prozac, um, works on things like that. I don't know. I okay. mean, I yeah. wouldn't, but I think like what I'm saying is that's a bio lot. If it was really, I'm not recommending medication for you. I'm just sure. saying that it's seems like a biological thing that, need that another thing to cope with, but I don't think that's necessarily, uh, you know, that's not a curable thing. That's natural. It's right person, wrong planet thing. I see. Yeah. I've, I've taken medication in the past you for, um, anxiety and depression. How's that work? Um, I, I, it was working fine, but then I didn't have insurance anymore. Ugh. And so I had to cut it off short, Ugh. which was not fine. Oh, um, and then and ever since then, I just decided I'm I'm not going to deal with medication again because coming off it was so hard, and I, I I've been able to kind of deal without it. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know the the Xanax helped with uh, panic. Are you were on Xanax? No, no, no. Oh. But I was like a long time ago, like every day. No, no. Oh, you just had it when you had a panic attack. Yeah, but I found that it was actually too much. Like it. You couldn't just, I had the smallest dose. I think it was like 0.05 or something. Mm -hmm. And even that I would just take a half of, but then I would be done. I would just go to sleep, you know? So it was like, that's not really a solution how to manage this in life. Mm -hmm. How old were you? How did, do you remember when you began having anxiety attacks? Teenager. So this correlates to coming out as queer as Uh a teen. So how was that for you? Um, it, it was, you know, good and bad. It was complex. What was that? Hey, phone's ringing. Oh, okay. That Carrie. Carrie. Oh, wait, I want to hear about this though. <laughs> sorry, only... the topic changed. So I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. So, um, what was that like for you? 
I had a good friend group to support me. Mm-hmm. Um, but high school, you know, coming out is pretty rough. How did you feel about it? What was it like? I mean, did you you knew you were queer, mm-hmm. but did were, did you not want to tell your parents? Did, was there a girl you had a crush on or like what was that like? Yeah, both both those things. Um, did the girl like you back or was she strict? Yeah. So you had a girlfriend? Yes, in high school. Fabulous. Yes. <laughs> oh, wonderful. I mean, as much as, you know, Anybody whatever that does. means. Yeah. So how did, how did it, how did it, how did it, what happened with your parents and being queer? How did that, what happened there? Did um, you tell them? Did you have the girlfriend first? What happened? I had the girlfriend first and um, my mom kind of like read in my like notebook. Uh, a letter that I had written to another friend telling coming out. Oh, are we mad about that? I'm yeah. mad about that. <laughs> yeah. That's wrong. Yeah. So I was outed. I mean, she no, found, you weren't she, your mother. Fuck it. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sure your mother's <laughs> lovely. I'm just got mad. <laughs> yeah. So, so I wasn't, I didn't have, I wasn't empowered by like telling it. You, you didn't know, have myself. control. Yeah. Did that freak you out? Yes. Yeah. And yeah, so they were not happy about it so that oh, was that was a wow sh- yeah, that was a rift in our relationship wow have- well that's not well adjusted at all no that's where yeah because so how how did you manage it at the time um i had a um aunt who was a lesbian mm-hmm. and who was in the community so she was a sounding board for me. Oh, wonderful. So, oh, you're so lucky. Yes. Damn, no, back to well-adjusted. <laughs> you're so lucky. That's yeah. fabulous. I, I am so lucky for that. Did yeah. she, was it your mom or dad's sister? Or? Um, I'm, My mom's, she's actually my mom's cousin. So it's like, yeah, I guess like my, a sister. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did she help communicate with your mom about it? I, I think so. There was some, you know, it was just really hard. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know exactly what was going on between their communication. All I know is that she was there for me to tell me, you're okay, you're fine. You, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. It's so simple, but it really, mm-hmm. it's the thing that saved oh, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. So how did your parents, like how did your relationship as far as you being queer and dealing with them, how did that evolve? I'm assuming they're fine with it now. Yes, mm-hmm. it came full circle. Um, mm-hmm. but for the, it, the beginning was rough, you know, um, being my father, very religious. Christian. Oh God, really? Yeah. Christian religion. Yes. Oh, so. Wow. That's weird that you're from such a Christian family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How can you be close? <laughs> now I'm like, how can she be close to her parents? Well, that's, we, we, we only have one session today. I know. This is we need bad. another session. No, but, um, weren't you i'm wondering if you were really mad at him that seems were you yeah there was a huge distance between us um you know that would be the shame i've been working on as well which is like you know being at an adolescent and being told you're going to burn in hell and all these things it really you know it sinks in and kind of it kind of creates anxiety (laughs) Well, there's a lot of repression going yeah. on there. That's a big part of it. Also, your mother going and um, invading, I'm going to use the word invading. I mean, invading isn't even strong enough, but like fucking taking your, going into your private shit and reading it. I mean, that must, that must have been trauma, traumatic, that incident. Like, does that, 
did that affect how did that affect you do you think like trust or how do you think it affected you trusting other people or has that resonated or has it like reverberated that's terrible yeah that's a pretty strong memory um i was i was going to work right after that so there wasn't much time to process it mm-hmm. um it was kind of it was like a bombshell bombshell and then have to go to work and um uh my my boss was really great her name was ruth we i worked at friendlies and and, and she just knew something was wrong Aww. so she she took me in the back office because i was like working through Aww. the tears and she was like all right what's the matter i'm like can't say you know she's like are you pregnant <laughs> i was like no she's like are you on drugs i said no are you gay? I was like, yes. Oh, she's great. <laughs> yeah. So she gave me a hug and yeah, I mean, there was trust, I think issues after that with your parents. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can't imagine these days. I mean, parents can spy on their children with their phones, right? There's well, way less privacy. <laughs> no, but I mean, and it's, it's, a, I think it's a values a value judgment, yeah, you know. That's true. So do you think that maybe that might have had some reason why you moved to Seattle? That was the reason. Wow. I mean, it was com- combined with, um, you know, it was, ma- it was my first or start of the second year of college, and I was going in for elementary education, but at the same time um, going to these rallies in D.C. Mm-hmm. and the pride marches and mm-hmm. seeing – some speakers there was a teacher who was speaking and she had just gotten fired for being gay Mm. and and i was terrified of you know going into this uh, career Mm -hmm. and you know not having the family support saying you know you can't be a teacher and be gay and um i looked up where you could be Mm -hmm. and seattle had the protections on in the law that you you know against Mm -hmm. you know discriminating against sexual orientation or gender mm-hmm. identity. So that's, that's why mm-hmm. I moved to Seattle. Wow. That must have felt great when you got there, right? Yeah. That was- so do you like think to yourself t- sometimes like it's so great that you can be out and not have to, do you appreciate it? Like, Oh my God, this was the first year I was at a school last year and uh, Fairmount Park Elementary, they raised a pride flag in June. Oh, I love it. And like all the community came out, the parents, there's so many queer oh. parents. And I was, yeah, there was a tear in my eye. <laughs> oh, it was yeah. just like, oh, here I am. I am a teacher. They're raising a pride flag at the school. Oh, and I did beautiful. it, you know? Yeah. That's, that is, that is, that is, that is really, um, what was it like, um, at school though, with the other kids when you oh, were in and, high school, when you came out, I was, mean, you didn't even come out, you were you know, outed. Yeah. So I had, you know, a tight girl group of friends mm-hmm. who um, were, were, it was a mixed bag of support and fear and, and mm-hmm. just getting disowned. You, what do you mean? Well, like uh, in the friend group, some people were very supportive and they were like, of course, I love you who, who no matter yeah, what, right. I don't care. Um, and then there was, you know, people who were just kind of like, what? No, you're not. What are you talking about? You know, um, okay. You know, not, not Matt, not like totally against it, but also kind of like weirded out. And then there was one, there was one boy who was more also Christian, you know, Mm -hmm. he was very religious and he told 
the group like, well, I'm not going to be friends with her anymore because, you know, she's gay. Pretty, <laughs> And then um, the the cool part is that the group of friends told him, like, you know, that's not cool. And there was like whatever they told him. Mm-hmm. Oh, they he, stuck up for you. They, they stuck up for you. me. And then he um, in high school, uh, like in the parking lot in the morning before school, he came over to me and apologized. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. So oh, it was, you know, it was. Oh, that's so wasn't, sweet. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So you actually gave him a big fucking growth experience is really what happened. In the end. Yeah. Turns mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not an, not an easy road. Yeah. And that was like 1998. Mm-hmm. You know? So things are pretty different for, do you feel like things are really different for gay people now? I mean, they're always changing, but I, they're still, you know, there's still, still exactly that same situation in high schools happening. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. It's a slow so change. are your parents still really religious? Uh, yeah. And I'm assuming, and are they Catholic or Christian? Like born, bo- born again, Christian. born again Christian. Yeah. Do they, they, they believe in the monster? I don't know. What's the monster? That guy that runs this, oh, that lives in the yes, White House. I believe they do. Wow. So that's freaky, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do you even relate? Like, I mean, I I haven't had that experience in my family. So how do you relate to that? I know a lot of people, it's very difficult for a lot of people. So how how do you, like, this is what I can't square quite. Mm-hmm. I can't square how, when I asked you earlier yeah. about going to visit your family, yeah. and you made it, the impression I got, you didn't, this was my take on it, yeah. and what you said, is that that you, I felt like they were a nice, supportive um like, you know, regular people that you were sort mm. of like had a really nice, really good, positive, nice, comfy relationship with. And yeah. now I have a very, very different impression. And as with all respect to your parents, because they obviously, you know, you're great and they did a good job and all that. But so um, how do you how is it do you think that I got such different impressions? Yeah, I think I was withholding some information at first because it's hard it's it's like there's different layers, you know, um, and it's, yeah, it's it's it's. But but like this is, I mean, and and you know, I, re, I you know, no disrespect at all. Yeah. But like for example, like I didn't get along with my parents, and when I was a teenager, I always say I can't stand my parents. They're hard, and I used to say that like my whole life, like how difficult they are, and I really don't like get along with them very well, and they're really hard on me, and blah blah blah. But you you seem to take a uh, is it that you don't want are you are you do you not want to put that out there because of them because of other people like you're you're sort of hiding how you how you really feel who they are and how you feel about them which is fine i mean i'm not saying you should tell people because you don't have to be vulnerable with the fucking world but (laughs) do you know what i mean like is it coming because you believe that or you don't want to tell people or where does that come from Oh, I think it was just that there's so many layers that it felt it feels like it would be a whole nother session. Like I don't know how much time we have and you know, focusing but, on But if we met at yeah. a party and I oh, said, How yeah. do you how do you get along with your parents, what would you say? 
be like it's hard yeah oh, it's that's a struggle. what you would do i mean it's both you know you love you love no, each I know. other and at I the know. same time you have these really conflicting mm-hmm. views mm-hmm. Yeah. so that must make the situation with your brother also a lot more complicated right oh yeah 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 so that's in there too right mm-hmm. is yep. that is that a big part so that's that's what you're really talking about in therapy, isn't it? It is. You got to the matter, the heart of the matter. That's what you do. Well, <laughs> Jesus, you're a fucking brave man. That's all I can say. I'm Thank really you. grateful you were on here. And uh, there's a lot to think about. And I hope, you know, I hope you people out there in your palaces staring at the ocean in the breeze uh Get something out of this because uh, I think I think we are given a lot of um, a lot of insight into uh, some of the difficulties of life here. Thanks to you, Jude. So I want to make sure that we get to play at least one more song, and I want to remind people to stay tuned because we've got such great programming this afternoon. We got Lost and Rewound. We've got some local bands. Do you know that we play local bands Monday through Friday at four four p.m. Bushwick um, a bandstand, it's a Brooklyn bandstand. It's it's a really great show. We got Ben is super popular. Tom Tenney, Frequency Theory, and I think that's at nine. The director of the station plays great music. So stick around, and uh, I just want to say thanks again, Jude, for coming in. And make sure you look up Moon Palace. I'm gonna put it on my website on my facebook page and stuff like that so check them out they're really great band and which song are you going to play i'm going to play bold bold and this is the song you're making the video for right after this correct all right thanks for having me